Okay, good evening, gentlemen. So, we are rapidly approaching Hanukkah. And last week we spoke about that in every generation, um, there are tests. And there's no way to... to There's <laughs> a, a human tendency that people imagine if they can escape Olam Hazah. We can escape our own tests. Wherever we go, you can't... We can't run away from tests. Um, there are, if a person lives in New York, there are tests. If a person lives in Yushalayim, there are tests. If a person lives in San Jose, there are in Los Angeles, Chicago, Baltimore. There are tests wherever a person goes. Individually, the purpose of life is to be tested. But more profoundly for us, in every generation, there, there are people who, or, or nations, or ideologies, that try to not just test the Jewish people, but to utterly destroy all connection to Torah mitzvahs. And it doesn't stay the same. It morphs in different generations. The challenges and tests that we have today are not the challenges and tests we had 30, 40, or 100 years ago. But no one thing, there are uh, nisyanis that this generation has that never before have been there. And really it's there to con- disconnect us from Hagash Baruch sometimes it comes to physically destroy us in the story of Purim. Sometimes in Hanukkah, it, it tries to make us assimilated and destroy all spirituality. So tonight, I want to talk about a topic which is connected to that um, as far as the story of Hanukkah. The Medrash, the Medrash says as follows, the Pasuk, beginning of Bereshis, by the way, this verse, this Pasuk, is an extraordinarily important Pasuk in Kabbalah. Uh, what it means, tohu ubohu, the world was nothingness. This is the art school. Tohu ubohu. No translation, really, because the Zayar, the Tikkuni Zayar, have uh, deliberated on this pasuk at length. Actually, it's one of the most important pasukim uh, about the uh, creation. Right, and the earth was astonishingly empty. <laughs> It was darkness on, on the surface of the deep. Okay, there's no surface of the deep. And the spirit of Hashem hovered over the surface of the waters. Now, obviously, this Pasek, there is no... This is the beginning of time. This is before the primordial world. Um... But one of the explanations that the Medrash expounds and elucidates is it's a remez, this, these languages of complete emptiness. And again, what, what, the, what the works of Kabbalah will, will, will um, talk about is what that means as far as if it's only God, how God interacted with the world. Actually, the, Hashem first tried to create the world a certain way. There's Akudim and Nikudim. There's all kinds of uh, deeper understandings, which, which I, my, I would never... I think that uh, we would understand. I don't understand fully what it means, but it, there's a lot of deep meaning to it. And, uh, deep meaning to it. But the Medrash actually learns out to something way later, and that is for the, it represents this uh, this idea of astonishing empty or, or darkness represents the four gullies, the four exiles which the Jewish people will experience, and we have experienced since the second base since the base was destroyed. First one. Um, and Yavan is called Choshech. And the darkness is Greece. 
because they, they darkened the eyes of Israel because they were saying with their decrees. Because they would tell the Jewish people, write on a horn of, uh, of a, an ox. You have no portion with the God of Israel. Also, later on in the Medrash, when Valach Lachawar talks about the Bris ben Amasarim, the it says in Ema We're talking about the the, the Bris. So it says there's a there's a tremendous darkness, uh, darkness when this happens. So this is where we're going over here. And a great darkness fell upon Avraham right before this bris, Ben Abbasarim, and it talks about the 400 years of exile. So there too, the Medrash says, Bechashecha Zuyavan. So you have two Medrashes, two Medrashim, both articulating the same idea that Yavan, Gris, represents darkness. Choshech. Vechazina Meha Medrash, and we see from the Medrash, Shemazker Sagzera Shal Kisfu, when it talks about the decree, the anti Semitic decree, that to write on a, in a horn of, a, of an ox, that you Jews have no portion with the God of Israel, that, with that the Greeks darkened the eyes of the Jews. Vlos Shar Hagzera, they had all kinds of decrees. <laughs> They had, they had all kinds of degrees. What other degrees? They wanted to destroy the pillars of Judaism, like Chodesh, so you shouldn't have holidays and months, Shabbos, Brismila, all of these things they came to destroy, and that's not the Chodesh. No, Chodesh is when they made them write on, 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 on the horn of an ox that you have no portion with, 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 with the God of Israel. They also wanted to, and did, defile Jewish girls. Right? One of the reasons that, that women are particularly a Hanukkah, to have to light, if they're not married, is because they, even though it's a, a, a mitzvah, it's a positive mitzvah, which is time-bound, which women, usually women are exempt. Because they too, often, how used to be SNAs, they too are in the miracle, and, and on the contrary, at some of them are more, more connected to Hanukkah, because not only they have the general decrees, there was a specific decree on Jewish girls that they had to uh, be defiled with the Greek ministers before they got married, all kinds of stuff like that. And yet, that too is not considered the Chayshech of Greece. But this Gezerah, um, where they wanted to literally destroy the eggs of the Jewish people, destroy us in our infancy, which we're going to explain. Um... And what we really see as follows. If the ultimate destruction of Kala Yisrael, and I compared last week, Alex, I remember, that if you, I think probably the, the closest you can probably get to a Greece in the past several hundred years with the, is Communist Russia. That they, they literally sucked the Judaism out of Jews. And as I mentioned last week, it's, it, it's mind-boggling that places of Torah, like Vilna, Minsk, Kovna, Kaunas, Bresk, Breslovat, Bresk, which were cities of Torah for hundreds of years, were, were 
destroyed, even though there were Jews there, by these people, the communists. They up- uprooted and pulverized all Judaism by decree. But the Greeks, not only did they come against the religion, they specifically came to say there's no portion of the God of Israel. Says the Nesiva Shalom that you see from here the main job of a Jew is to know and to live a life that there is a God of Israel, that we have a portion in it. Kol Tarig Mitzvahs, in fact, we know that all the 613 mitzvahs are at some level, even though they're commands, they're also ways to connect to Hashem. To cling to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That means when we do a mitzvah, we have a portion with the God of Israel. Eitzel, you know, when I speak to, uh, uh, unfortunately, a guy, but more unfortunately, a secular Jew, they, they, they look at Torah mitzvahs as like legalities. There's no relationship to God. It doesn't exist. I mean, even if you cope kosher, if, it's not, it's, it's like, it's tradition, or, or, or very few would actually believe it's a command, but it's, it's traditional, it's like, it's, it's Jewish food, or uh, it's a good idea, or, or, even, or it's a command, but it's not a, a concept of having a kosher, having a relationship, or that an avera, if you dread, desecrate the Shabbos, that you're damaging that relationship, that you're, you're, you're uprooting that relationship. I remember one time, you know, I was having a conversation with a bunch of uh, Jewishly involved, but completely ignorant conservative Jews. Ones to be involved in a halal, or the Federation, those type of people, the one who have that spark enough to connect to the Jewish people and, and care about the Jewish people. And they definitely, these people deeply care about the Jewish people as a people. Um, some of them marry Gentiles because they don't know the difference. But they care, there's no question they, they care about the Jewish people. And you know, they're, they were talking about all the rabbis' laws and all the laws coming. As you understand, you think that these laws are. Have you ever seen a jaywalking law? That what happens if you jaywalk and, and no one, there's no cars on the street? What happens? You still get a ticket. <laughs> Probably not. Not not today. But 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 it may be the wrong street. It's the wrong police guy. You may get a ticket. But does it make a difference? It really doesn't. If there's no police, there, it really does not make a difference. And so if no one sees you, no harm done. Like you know, so Judaism says, if you break Torah law or even rabbinic law, you've just pushed a nuclear button. There is a reality to that reaction. Now, that's for the world. There's cosmic effects. But beyond that, it, it, there's, a, there's, a, there's a reality in your relationship with Hashem. Right? What you do makes a difference in the connection, in the relationship with a Baruch Hu. It's a, it's a topic that, that people just don't get if they don't have a, a real understanding of the essence of Yiddishkeit, of Yadut. Right, whether it's the firstborn of the animals, or the first shearings, or to bring up Bikurim, or Trumas, or Maestras, or taking Chala off, all of these 
have a chilek lamala. You give a portion to staka or to base migdash, to a kohen, to a levi. God, whatever you give me, I'll take my off. I won't take anything. I'll take off my sir from everything you give me, God. I'll give everything from a portion of it to the God of it, to my God. Is this Yaakov talking? It was Yaakov talking, oh. right before he leaves to the house of Lavan. He came to him after he got married, and he said with a, with a lot of passion, the pasuk, If I come to the to the tent of my house, see I come to to my bed, my set bed, I'm not going to add a thing to it. Um, if the, I mean, the point is, you have to find a, a place for Hashem. Wherever you just can, in your house, in your life, in your reality, there always has to be a makom to a Baruch Hu. Because the essence, really, of life is to, to have a connection to Hashem. If I, if, by the way, if you, if you ever look at, look at a Jew who um, who's like robotic or doesn't get this, their connection to Torah mitzvahs is very radically different. <laughs> it's, it's like being in a marriage. And you have no connection. You have no bond. Like you have the, the formalities of marriage, but no bond. I mean, even you can be intimate in marriage and have no bond. Because everything has formalities. And th- that's what it means for a Jew not to have a shaykhah, not to have a kesher, not to have a connection. So he says, in my house, of course I'm going to make a makum for Hashem. I mean, everywhere in my life, I'm going to look to bring part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the essence of a Jew, is to have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that Rabbi Avram Pinchas Sharsetsky said to him, "Bislavas with excitement, This is the true way how to serve Hashem in all of life." Now, if you're in Russia, 30, 40 years ago, now there are very few passionate Jews, uh, but to serve Hashem, passion, in a place where they tried to uproot it, where a place where, where you couldn't do it, there's no connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's no connecting to God. You have no portion. There's nothing real to it. You know, people say that um, the conservative movement died when they when they uh, changed the law of Shabbos to drive to synagogue. And I've read some some of these articles that have talked about the demise, the, the democrat demographic nightmare. It's really it's complete freefall right now. Uh, you know, there's our brothers and sisters. They may be very mistaken. Uh, about ideology, but the fact that the, the complete collapse uh, of that movement and many, many Jews drifting away to all kinds of unaffiliation, intermarriage, other things. Um, so the people, they, oh, they, 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 they give sociological rallies. Why did they they could drive for, for, to the synagogue on Shabbos in 1952 or three, whatever year it was? So now they have no community. They drive from all kinds of directions. They live in all kinds of places, uh, and it, it, it didn't end the synagogue. I would say once you once you broke relationship to Hashem, you cheated on Kadosh Baruch Hu. That's it. You know the whole 
connection to mitzvahs changes. <laughs> right? Your whole bond, if you don't have a connection to mitzvahs and to Hashem, everything it doesn't last in that sense. Um the purpose of a yid, of a Jew, of Avodaso, and his service of a Baruch Hu, is you have to find a place at work, in the office, in the car, in the house, in the vacation, wherever the yid goes, he wants to have a connection with Kaddish Baruch Hu. You know, if you ever meet a guy who's married, he says, to, I'm married at home. In the office, I'm not married to my wife. It's a big problem for many reasons. Vacation, I'm not married. Uh, here, I'm, you know, you're always married to your wife. Kosher can tell Baruch Hu, wherever a yid has, they have to be married to Hashem and they have to bring Hashem into that into that part of their lives. As the base of Ram says, Kiswa al Karanashur, when they said, listen to the Russian, Kiswa al Karanashur, She'en Lachem, Lachem, that you. Don't have a chilek, a portion with the God of Israel. Komar, b'inyanin lachem. The base of said it's lachem. It's in your things. In the synagogue, maybe they could, you could, we could forgive you. But in the house, in the, in the work, but who does it sound like? Who does it sound like a little bit like Mendelssohn? <laughs> right? Sound your stuff. You know, you make it. You make a, 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 a Mendelssohn was a Jew at home, a German in the street. But it means you're going to compartmentalize your life. You don't have Hashem in these areas. It's not, Hashem doesn't belong here. That's not where you bring Hakarish Baruch. This is free time. It's not away from Hashem. There's no portion of God in. And right on the shore that you can enjoy this world and not worry about these things. Go to synagogue afterwards. But this is not a place to worry about it. Um, and he quotes it of Moshe Minder, much of it is, that Chazal says, Shikaru Lemitaso. Shoman the Gani, the, actually the, the, the coming attractions in 40 days, those who are learning Daf Yomi will this Gemara. The Gemara says in Brachas Daf Chesmebeis that a person who goes to sleep at night on a bed and does not say Kriyashma Shomita, uh, and doesn't say Kriyashma of Mita, um, is, is, uh, is, a, is an Aramis. Uh, is it like one? It's like a guy. Right, um, it's actually interesting. It's it's as if you're sleeping on a, on a, on, a, on a bed of a guy because you're in a guy's bed. By the way, the Zohar says an amazing thing. It's just important to note. The Zohar says that for juices Krishma correctly before it goes tonight, it it rectifies the sin of Zeralavatala, of spilled seed because it's it's the Kabbalah's Almachus Shemayim. It's before you go to sleep you accept God. Person person spills seed, but because they don't have that acceptance of God. It, it's a big thing. So here you're going to sleep for four, five, six, seven, eight hours. The last thing you should do before you sleep is say Shema. In fact, we don't talk after Shema. If you say Shema and talk, you say Shema again. Because really, you should go into sleep saying Shema. And if you don't, it's like you're, you're, you're sleeping on, 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 on a bed of a, on, um, an Aramis. What you, you went to, what's so serious? They, it's like you slept on a mita ramen, so you didn't say kriyashma shomita, not even a biblical mitzvah. Ella Yehudi tzarech b'chol davar. No, everything you, you go to sleep at night for hours, Kadosh Baruch Hu has to be part of that that equation. 
if you went to sleep without Krishna, it's called and then, then he brings down that many people say Adon Olam and it, actually if you look at a sitter many of the sitters end with Adon Olam and then you say I give myself over to God when I go to sleep that I, and I'm, I'm not going to I'm not to sleep a, that is a geisha bed. Now, you ever, I'm, I, when I see a, a Jew eat without saying brachas, they don't know better. But you think it's like a, a cow, a guy. I think it's guy. I mean, they don't have to make brachas. We do. You look at it, it's like, how do you not make a bracha when you eat? A yid goes into bed and is a great shashmita. That's like a guy. Why it's such a serious thing? Because you, you, you have to bring God into this equation. By Yavanim, and what the Greeks did with their Chachma Yavanis, Shahisabaham Yadu Zois Shaikar Etsu Yisrael, and they knew the main thing. If you had to, dis, you know, when you were define a Jew today, like one of these questions that they have in these contemporary surveys and books is Judaism a religion? Is Judaism a race? Is Judaism a culture? You ever see these discussions? What is a Jew? Oh, it's not a race because you have Sfardim, Ashkenazim, you can have converts, you know, you call kinds of stuff. Is it a religion? Well, it's also, it's, it has a religious component, but it's also a peoplehood. Even if you don't practice religion, you're still a Jew. Right? It means, it means a, Jew, a Jew is a Jew, whether he does every mitzvah in the Torah, or if he does no mitzvah in the Torah, he's still a Jew. So you wouldn't call it purely a religion, um, but if you'd have to, I'm not getting that, that philosophical discussion right now. But what if you'd ask a real Jew is, is that you have a chilek with God. It's called a A Jew is always with God. The essence Jew is to be totally and always connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. To live a life when you're going, it doesn't mean when you're writing a legal brief or you're working on code. That you're necessarily thinking about Hashem, but your starting point is that it's that you're going to support your family, you have a mitzvah to work, you're bringing Hakash Barucho wherever you are. Lachen, this the Greeks went to uproot. This, there's no part of God. You know, maybe go to your synagogues, that's fine, but not here. Not at work, not in the gymnasium, not in the bathhouse, not in the street, not in the market. Right, this is not a place for God. Keep it, keep it in some shtibel somewhere, not here. The Greeks, who, who were trying this this Hellenistic culture, which was dominated, dominated, dominated the world for for decades, centuries, and they and they, they wanted to dominate the world, and they're seeing these Jews. And they knew that if a Jew um, uh, had this connection, then they don't, they do not, the Jews won't be ruled over and they won't assimilate. Because there's no place for it. Understand? Yeah. In order to, to beat 
down and destroy not the Jews, they're not allowed to kill us, but to destroy Judaism, to destroy Yiddishkeit. Uh, they wanted to, 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 to uproot and just pulverize the connection from us to Hashem. The Kol all of their decrees, all of them were headed for this, with, with this uh, idea or goal. That's what the Talmud says in Shabbos 21b, when they went to the, to the Heichal, which is part of the base of Megdash, the Kodesh part, they, were, they went ahead and they defiled all of the oils. Timos Koshmanim. The Jewish people always had enemies. Enemies, physical enemies who wanted to physically destroy them or to subjugate them. But this was a new concept. Until the Greeks, it wasn't a concept to literally uproot them like this. And they specifically went and schemed against the oil, the menorah, of course, represents wisdom, Torah, light to the world, light and oil to the world, and they, they, they sullied and defiled all of the oils, and from that point on, that shechina, that divine presence, won't come in the world, which connects to Hashem. Gam Sayam, and the truth is, even their decrees on Rosh Chodesh and on Mila and on Shabbos had this goal in mind as well. Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh, is not only for the holidays, it is in Yani Amuna. Kichama Moira Achakira Levana, Hiamuna Vesom and Moira Levana. Because Raisim has the Akras and Munas, Makasheres, Israelikas Barchu. So, the Sun represents Chakira, questioning. This was a, was a positive aspect. But Levana represents faith, steadiness. And the point of these Gezeris were to cause doubts. You know what happens if you have a marriage where there's a breach of trust? What, what, what happens? False part. What if you're in a, you're been, you're in a limited liability partnership? What's your company? LLP? Oh, ours is, uh, what is ours? A PLC. PLC? What do you mean PLC? Professional Limited oh, cool. Liability Company. Okay. What? Um, is that, is that PLLC? Some states it's PLLC, but okay. the answer is just PLC. Okay. So if you had a PLLC or any company and there's no trust amongst people, if things... So if you have a relationship with Baruch Hu, and you put all kinds of doubts, you know, questions, how do, how do you find it? It's, it's a damaged relationship. It's hard to invest in something which you question, which you have doubts, and serious doubts about. And that's the sun represents what that's the, the moon represents the, the amuna of, of a Jew. Umila. Uh, has 13 covenants between Israel and Kaddish Baruch Hu. and Shabbos Shabbos is the ultimate bris between them a, a Jew and Hashem actually just today I was talking to somebody 
who their nephews were being raised in a house with a Gentile stepfather, their biological father's non-Jewish, and the mother's non-Shomer Shabbos. So he saw the future, and he said, they're two boys. And if they marry Gentiles, that's it. So I said to him, I said, the only way, the way you get it is you need to keep Shabbos. If you don't have Shemir Shabbos, that's the ultimate brisk. we got to get these kids to have an ability to keep Shabbos. That, that's what will save them. Uh, Shabbos is a brisk between us and Hashem. Kol Elo, Mahavimah, all of these things not are, create a connection, a kesher, between us and our Creator. Sha'oitz and the Yuvanim wanted to uproot those connections. Because they knew that as long as the Jews are connected to Hashem, there is no power, there is no nation, there is no time, there is no place where we could be destroyed. Where uh, um, actually, a very famous thing. The Raman writes this in Mor Nevuchim, and Rabbi Chaim Lajan writes this in Nevshachim. Whenever we're connected to Hashem, nothing negative can happen to you. If you're thinking of Hashem with all of your heart, there's no place for evil to happen. It's known that the Briskarov, who said that when he was escaping from the Nazis, he thought to himself, Ein oyed mavad. There's nothing about Hashem. And as long as he thought that, he was walking through a war zone. This was in 1939, in the chaos of Poland. Uh, he was in Warsaw when the war started. And he was able to escape. And he said there's two times where he lost that focus of Ein al-Mavado, and both times he almost got arrested. He almost got stopped. He almost got killed, whatever it may have been. Because when a person's totally connected to Hashem, there's no place for dinim. If you want to destroy the Jewish people, therefore, the Greeks want to rip them away. Is to first destroy them. They should have no chilek with the God of Israel. And then they would destroy us in general, as a nation and as a people, as individuals. So they would uproot any Yiddishkeit, any authentic Judaism from amongst us. And for my enemies... We need to become wise. If this is what they're coming to fight against, then we need to be wise. As the base of Ram says, from the ways of, the, uh, of our enemies, you have to become wise. What is um, that path? If, if, if the Yuvanim, if the Greeks, if what they're called Choshech, if the Choshech of Greece is um, to, to destroy this connection that we have a portion of God, Yesh Yehudi so that is our Iker. By the way, especially to say Hanukkah, to strengthen this idea when you see the menorah, that, uh, not only the, 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 the menorah which represents Torah, but that, that the, the purpose of Torah and of life is that we should have a connection to Hashem. That we should have this depth of relationship. As the Muhammad Kobrin says, Shihudi Shainam Sugal La Amal Espalish Bachas Libal the Finashem is Barak Afla Akra Sha'avral Isr a Khamar Biyash Batara Lodarak al Miftana Hasidis. 
So he said that a Jew, even if they sinned, even if they had a terrible sin, who can't cry out uh, to Hashem, has not crossed the, the threshold of being a, a, a chassid, because he was a chassid rebbe. The Akhrakach, and he said, not even a chassid, of a yid, that a Jew, whatever comes, you still want to cry out to a, a parent, your, your, your father and grandparent? Yeah? Yeah. Do, do, do you cut your children off? No. Grandchildren? How could you? Right. It's so, it's so, why? Your, your blood, your relationship. So a Jew realizes there's never a time to, not to be able to cry out to Kajra. They have that relationship. There's a relationship there. There's a reality there. So there's always a possibility to say help. Always just to say, I'm sorry. And he says that there's a, this, is, this is a tremendous chiddush, novel thought. Shalachari Yehudi, you would think that a Jew who did a terrible sin, he's a chutzpah. You're not going to come and sing shirah. You're going to go up and, 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 and cry. Now, now to be the shirah chitzibur on Yom Kippur, you can't do that. It's not the jazz singer over here. You, know, that, uh, you don't, you can't do, you know, jazz singer. Mark Diamond. Uh, so, uh, you can't go ahead and uh, be Neil and, and do that. That doesn't work. Or Al Jolson. Right? Al Jolson was the original. So, it doesn't go that way. But that a Jew could, should, should be able to do it for himself, for sure. It's a, it's a, it, you would think, that no matter where I am and no matter who I am, I, I, I can connect to Hashem. And I can connect to the Or of Hashem. And Yehudi Hua Ben HaMelech, a son of a king, even in the worst circumstances, God forbid we should ever have a child that, 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 that ends up under a bridge with the worst, in the worst of circumstances. Now we should not, anybody who has such people, but in a normal functional home, the kids always welcome back. Like, child's always... Certainly, if there's still a connection and a depth of it. So, Mamed is a Yehudi Hunitzchi, that a Jew always has this connection. And again, with, you know, when, I, when, I, when you would speak to, um, you know, Shach said about in, in Lithuania, before the Holocaust, he said that it would be called a Jid, which means a Jewish swine, by these Lithuanian anti Semites. And he said it was, it was a pride, I'm a Jew. I, I I didn't bother them. Like it was a certain amount of pride. And you know, after the communists, now is it? It, it was not, now there was nothing to be proud about. I mean, even it used to be a bad Jew of anti-Semite. Of course, you don't get killed. <laughs> but there's a certain amount of. I've, it's who you would never give it up for anything else. You know, there, there, there's a, even when 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 Hashem, because of whatever our sins, they were. Anti-Semitism in, in, the, in Germany in the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th century. The Jews never thought of cre- converting. Why do they think of converting? Because there's a, there was a Kesher, there was a relationship. And you can find in Russia today 90% intermarriage in Moscow. And all that. Why is that? It's not just because of lack of. There's nothing there. Understand? But if that Jew would understand there's a connection to Kaddish Baruch Hu, that there's something that, that you have a chilek, okay, so you wouldn't want to give that up. If you would ask a, a Jew uh, that you have to marry 
uh, you would still unfortunately find the few Jews, but in order to, to marry this lady, you have to, can never talk to your parents again. Never. Couldn't talk to them. You would, you'd think, it would be much different. Why would it be much different? Because you wouldn't want to give up that connection. You wouldn't want to, and if there's a connection, when you realize there's a connection, and the Greeks really want to take that away from us. Today, by the way, the world did a good job of this with psychology, with philosophy, with a whole system to take away godliness from amongst us. And there's no longer every everything could be rationalized away to take out a from the from the world. And again, Nebuch today, there are even Orthodox Jews that don't have a feel a chelik bilkeisal. Means that they're, I think they call them orthoprax, orthoprax Jews. They do things and they maybe keep externally the mitzvahs, but there's no connection, there's no relationship there. There's no shaykhes to Hashem. So you, um, and it's not just the primis about loving Hashem. Ella, you need to live from kol hanagasav. Everything we're doing in life. In our houses, in our bedrooms, in our kitchens, in our dining rooms, in our living rooms, in our vacations, in our trips, in our in our walks, is am I with Hashem? Well, that's about the very Shmuel, and also they write this in the in the, in the name of the Chavetz Chaim. When a Jew says in the morning, that you did not make me a Gentile, live the Chetiv. The Chavetz Chaim says as well. Am I be emes a Yehudi? Where am I? Echpen a yid? Shlo asani goy. Uchlosh nesayid ha'avodah. Dorech ayah. Dorech ayid. Im embo ever echad. Dorech ayid. Excuse me. Achar goyo. Right? Is there any goyish kites to me? And it used to be, by the way, it's an amazing thing. In Poland. My great uncle used to tell, told me once, who grew up in as a Gerechassin in Poland, he said that in Poland, Goyish, Goyish, you didn't do Goyish things. Even though it was not wrong, it was Goyish. In America, there's just a concept, even by religious Jews, maybe in certain circles, but that's them, it's, if it's Yiddish, if it's Jewish, we can do it, but it's Goyish, I don't do it because that's what Goyim do. I don't, you don't see people really like that today. Unless it's something which is intrinsically wrong, but Gaish means in Poland, the the from Jews didn't do many things. Not because it was wrong, it wasn't preachers, it wasn't vulgar, it wasn't pro. It just Jews don't do this. It's not a Yiddish. It's, it's Gaish. Uludugma, for example, you know, Gavalichas Habayis Binyani Moisrus. Right? When you have a house filled with we call it today luxuries. Things that are you know, legitimately luxuries. Is it besides everything um, which could be negative could come. There's a lot of positive from many luxuries. So you know, sometimes it's to one person a luxury, another person a necessity. Uh, so this is whatever it means. But all of us have a bar where it's no longer a necessity, it's a luxury, right? So if you get used to a lifestyle luxury, or your children do, it could have actually pretty detrimental realities to it. So besides all of that, 
you need to ask yourself, is this, is this, am I my house, or do I have a house where it's not like Hashem I'm so submerged, I'm so overwhelmed by all of these gadgets and toys and pleasure things, that there's no place for Hashem here. It's all about the moment. The, the Darish Moshe when he surveys the Moshe Allah Zvi Al Darish from the case of Sirachatas it learns the pasuk of when Moshe got mad at Allah Zvi Samar after the death of Dustin Raviram for offering a korban. Ve'acharkach and it says that Aaron ate the chatas hayom. Hated the enavish and then Aaron explained to him and it was good in the eyes of Moshe. Listen to this. Right? You know that's, everyone knows the story I'm talking about? Right? So, is it a Yishma Moshe? Right. Everyone knows the story of which? Of when, the, by the death of Nadav Avihu, yeah. so really they were owning him. They were, they were, should not have offered the Korbanis of that day. Okay. So the question is, what could they have offered or not? And they did offer, and Moshe, they should not offer. They then convinced Moshe they should, and, and Moshe bought into the argument. He said that they were actually... They were correct. Correct, yeah. yeah. Um... So the Chazal says the Rambam says Vayishma Moshe sheshama kan derech hadasha sheinu omer katora asisi kolach asisi. Right? It says like this is this is Moshe vayita beinav. Moshe heard and it was good in his eyes. When it said when it, what did he hear? It means he heard a new way. He didn't say I did a new Torah or a new halacha. Uh, it was good in the eyes of Hashem. The good in his eyes is this is what Hashem wants. <laughs> right? When, when you're deciding for a Pesach vacation, it's not a question is it permissible or not. Is this what Hashem wants? And it could be to go to, a, under certain circumstances, a hotel, and very well cannot be. <laughs> right? it, to, 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 go, to go in general somewhere, to, to go to Las Vegas. You know, I mentioned somebody in the Shulhatu for business, but you know, you have to go to that hotel, you have to be on the strip, can you go somewhere else? You know, you have to really think, and maybe the, maybe the aunt, sometimes the person has to do certain things. Obviously you can't do a, for, a forbidden thing, but the question of making these decisions is, Hayita ben Hashem? Is this good in the eyes of Hashem? Is it a good, is that is it even forbidden? Is it a good thing? It's coming to have a relationship. Shehudi tzarek lishko kol davr shu who and Moshe heard this, and he and, he, and it was good in his eyes. Who gam cannot amar sheikar itzuhudi, and again it's the same idea. The main thing by yid, main thing by all of us and all of, of all of Klal Yisrael is that we have to have a chelik with Klal Yisrael, and that's what you know. Orthodoxy is 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 a question of practice. Do you keep Shabbat kasher Shabbos kosher, right? Do we do all these things or not? But the, the question of, of legal is: Do we have a connection to Kadosh Baruch Hu? Do we believe that that we do do makes a difference not just for the world on a cosmic level, but to our own relationship with Hashem? Is Hashem part of our lives? It's a general concept. It's also an Osim Prati that we should ask ourselves. You know, on a Sunday or at work, 
if we're going out for the dinner or the presents we're buying, is it good in the eyes of Hashem? That's how Jew lives. Is it Yiddish? Is it good? Is it, is it what they want? What the Greeks really did is they darkened this in the eyes of Israel. All of their external gezeros was to destroy the, one part or another part. And also they had in mind to destroy the when they made the Jewish people ride on the, on the horn of an ox and they had no portion of Kelly Israel, what they really were doing is that you, there's no essence of being a Jew. There's no place for relationship. So even if you're going to keep Torah and mitzvahs, it's just external legalities. It's not a question. I, I read someone sent me an article today, which, which I'll mention in passing, but it's way, it happens to be way beyond the scope of this little conversation tonight about, as in times of Israel, some lady from this conservatox group called Chove Toro, they call them open orthodox, not orthodox, it's conservatox. So she complained, she wrote a whole article about Kaddish. She was saying Kaddish, and her brother saying Kaddish, she's saying Kaddish in the shoal, and the different shoals, the reaction, she doesn't count, like one of these victimhood, like, you know, like, she's the victim, and, and, and the big, bad, mainstream, and right-wing orthodox are the evil people. Now, what she didn't write in the whole article is, very halacha, is this what Hashem wants? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let's imagine, again, I'm not really going to this discussion about women in Kaddish, or, or in general, for the far-left women in Judaism, but if I want to go up and do Birkas Cohen, I want to go up and Dochen. It's not fair. You know? Or you may say, you may say, listen, Levi gets to wash your hands. Like, wow, I get to wash your hands. Levi gets to wash your hands. I want to wash your hands. Let's say you get you go on the bima. Ah, yeah, yeah. You start Dochening. Even if they even do it, is that what Hashem wants? I mean, her whole article never was all about her and her crazy far-left feminist views which come not from the Torah but from the Gaishevelt or from, from a world you know which, which is not our world uh, our world you know has women on the highest pedestal and there's different roles I don't feel any lacking because I'm not a Kayan huh. that's not my role I don't, it doesn't bother me you know it doesn't bother me uh, it, it, you know so a lady came to me and so, because Torah happens to the shul, it's not really an issue here. So they like to dance with the Torah. I said, well, that's very funny. You didn't ask me to daven slichas. Why didn't I didn't see the whole slichas? You're like, you want to dance with the Torah? Did you come to Dafomi every morning? Do you want to daven? Da- you want to dance with the Torah? Like, you want this external dancing with the Torah? I've never been bothered that, that you're not coming to slichas. No, I never. In fact, I've never seen an article on the Times of Israel. It's not fair. The men are going to slichas. I mean, perhaps a woman could go to slichas, but. I invite a woman come over here. Very few women come. No one's bothering. Again, if I'm not technically a woman come, that's my point, though. It, 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 my point really is, it's, it's these type of kajbainas, it's not, it's what, it's what you want. It's not what Hashem wants. Do you understand what I'm telling you? I understand what you're saying, yeah. I'm not trying to answer this question, by the way. This is a much larger conversation. But in our own lives, we have the same thing. We, we don't name we're not writing for the times of Israel, but we want to go on vacation the way we want to go on vacation, <laughs> and we want our houses to to. 
I don't want to put a, a blank spot in my house. I, I, want to, I don't have to do this on Pesach. Or, or, that's the things we don't want. But, but in our life, do we feel like there's a relationship there? That everything we're doing is a connection for everything we're doing. That we have a, a we're married to Hashem of a chilek in Elokei Yisrael, and, and for, I'm I'm being very frank. There there are uh, there is certainly Orthodox Jews who don't have that, and they don't realize that that's the essence of Yiddishkeit. And and if you're learning the story, if we're learning the story of Hanukkah, and Chazal tells us in two places that Chayshach zu Yavan, that the darkness of Yavan is that you have no portion in Elokei Yisrael. It should be a reminder on Hanukkah to us. I mean, our Hanukkah is merely Israel, but the Hanukkah licht, the Hanukkah light, talas, is in all of the lowly, whether it's spiritual, physical, whatever it may be, there's a chilek berkah Israel. But we always have a connection to Hashem. We always should feel, you know, that reality of connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. you know I'm not again to, to ever judge even the came from Russian jury but if everyone who walked out of Russia when they were freed said I'm a yid I want to I want to be connected to Hashem that that's the essence of Jew to be a Jew is to connect to Hashem <laughs> you know they, they say that um, um, I saw a story more than once in different interpretations that when some of the Soldiers and chaplains came to the DP camps immediately within the week of the war. When the British troops and American troops, they were the first thing people asked for. Many of them is a sitter, Tehillim. <laughs> uh, Andy Harlan likes to say that Eisenhower, when he was fa- his father was there, when he came to Normandy, he came to these DP camps, he asked, he asked these Jews, What do you want? And they were saying, We want, the Klausberg Rebbe said he wanted. Dalaminim, or matzahs for Pesach. It was Pesach time. They went to matzahs for Pesach. There's a picture in Bergen-Belsen, very famous picture with Rabbi Herschel Schacht, not the Shivan Nitzel but Rabbi Herschel Schacht was a famous chaplain. You see all these people, it was like a few days after they're being freed, you know, in their, their uniforms having a service. But what they wanted, you know, and many of these Jews is to connect to Hashem, is to have Chelek Belokei Yisrael. When we are in Hanukkah, it's reminded to us that that light of the Menorah is that wherever we are in this world, the essence of a Yid, the essence of a Jew, is that we have a, we have a portion with the God of Israel. Which means the Torah is not a bunch of laws. <laughs> and it's, a bun- it's all about the relationship. If we have a relationship with Hashem, what the Greeks realize is true, there's nothing that could break us. There's nothing that can take us away from it to Hashem. No one determines us. No, no test, no challenge could possibly take take us away. If we lack that relationship, then there's a tremendous danger. Chanukah is a chance and, a, and an obligation. When we look at the Menorah and we're celebrating Chanukah to realize that the essence of Yid is that we have a chilek, but okay, so.